0: Captain, I'm putting together a list of candidates for the Sacramento promotion. I'd love your input. May I just say I am very sorry if I ever treated you with anything other than admiration. Oh,
1: shut up, Ransom. You're such a suck-up.
0: From now on, I'll make sure to give you special attention. No! Be as hard on her as you always are. Yeah, be hard on me. I'm only hard on you when you make me hard. I mean, I'm, I'm not hard right now. I mean, I could I could get hard if I wanted to, but I'm not hard right now. I'm so sorry. You're both great! Ugh... <sighs>
1: Everyone, welcome to a new episode of Deep Space Pride, a gay starter podcast. And I am one of your hosts, Johnson. And with me is
0: Mike. Mike, how are you doing today? How has your week been? Uh, I'm good. I'm great. Thanks. Thanks. How about you? How are you doing? I'm exhausted. This week
1: has been crazy. It's like been nonstop work, social events, recording this podcast. You know, it's just it just goes. On and on, the list just goes on and on. Yes. But, you know, here we are, and we are excited to talk about the last two episodes of Lower Decks. And these are, again, the last two episodes of the season one. We're really excited to go through it with you guys. And then after that, we are going to be going into 13 weeks of Star Trek Discovery. How are you feeling about that, Mike?
0: I am... I've got mixed feelings, to be honest. I am sad that we don't have another episode of Lower Decks to look forward to, uh, mm-hmm. because I really did love the comedy of the show and kind of the lightheartedness, and it was just fun to, yeah, to yeah. have uh, this this world, this animated world back in the twenty two eighties, in the eighties, as it they often refer to it. Uh, <laughs> they call it the eighties. Um, but I am. Super excited about Discovery. It's been oh, a long time. Long, long time coming. Yeah. So. Uh, and then after
1: Discovery, who knows when. Prodigy well. Or whatever is coming. Prodigy,
0: out. you know, Prodigy has gotten a little bit more excitement. Uh, yes. So why don't we. That's
1: actually a perfect segue into our first segment, which is what did you start Trek this week? So, Mike, what did you start Trek this week?
0: Well, I mean, we had so we had New York Comic Con, which we didn't watch a lot of uh, because it was happening during working hours. And there really wasn't a lot of announcements. But the one announcement that was really exciting was that uh, Kate Mulgrew, Captain Janeway herself, is joining the cast of Star Trek Prodigy.
1: Yeah, I was. Well, I saw the news break first and then I slapped you and I was like. I did the best I could to scream at you over Slack. And I was like, Mike! And I pasted the link and I was literally screaming. And you were very excited. I, I was will, very I excited. Could, that translated well through Slack, believe it or not. <laughs> I really want to articulate my excitement. And look, like I'm actually not the biggest Janeway fan. Like, I think she's great, um, but she's not my favorite captain personally. But it was just so unexpected. That I was like because especially the way that they described um, Prodigy, I think back in Star- on Star Trek Day when they were kind of the quick synopsis was like this like ragtag crew of like young Starfleet officers awarded to find a ship. Or I, I don't remember like all details, but it was like all right, whatever. Like it's for like it's like YA. It's like you know it's for kids. Um, and then I was like, Captain Jamie is going to be on it. And then it just added on this extra layer of essentially what it was authenticity to it and also connection to the larger Star Trek universe that I was like, whoa, that's like so cool. So I am very curious as to how um, they're going to make that connection. Is it, you know, like we know that it post, I think it's post Voyager pretty sure uh and it's it wouldn't be pre-voyager would it that'd be interesting um but uh yeah like they said that there's definitely like a legitimate way that this all connects together so i am very curious as to how they're going to make it happen
0: well and this this show Star Trek prodigy is definitely more kid focused the tone is going to be completely different so it's not another lower decks it's not another animated series so it, it really is directed well, it's animated. at it's CG it's like CG or animated. Okay. Memory Alpha says it's going to air in 2021, which we kind of knew that. that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's exciting to you know it, it's great that that'll be a, maybe that's the tie into the larger Star Trek universe. Mm-hmm. It's exciting to have Kate Mulgrew back in in Star Trek again. So. So what's next? Benjamin Sisko, maybe? No, I don't know. No, Probably. I don't think so. I don't think so. Though. I don't think he's, uh, I think Avery Brooks is uh, done with Star Trek. Well, unfortunately. It's too bad.
1: That's really too yeah. bad. Yeah. yeah.
0: That was the main news. Um, obviously, we got some Discovery news, which we talked about in the Discovery preview. When you hear this, we will have talked about episode one already so i over the last couple of days have been watching a little more voyager season five now and i'm enjoying it you know i did uh skip a couple of episodes in, in early in the season but i just mm-hmm. finished watching today in fact timeless this morning i watched the second half of oh timeless. oh so, t- that was a great episode yeah 100th episode uh mm-hmm. harry kim and chakotay in the future mm-hmm. Uh yeah the doctor finding voyager underneath Tons the and ice tons planet. of ideas. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just shy of the alpha quadrant is what it's it's said. I'm enjoying this crew. Uh yeah, it's just more Star Trek, which what you know, when you're picking the episodes you want to watch, it's just fun to to get back into it. So yeah. Um, so yeah, that's pretty so much so. You're hard.
1: still picking and choosing the ones that you're Yeah. Watching,
0: you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm going chronologically through um through voyager uh so i'm you know with the exception of when you said oh you should go back and watch this episode mortar coil coil with uh um neelix Neelix, who died and came back to life spoilers i I, um i am just going through and if i am interested in the description um then i watch it so i've watched night i watched drone i skipped extreme risk uh, I watched in the flesh which was the 8472 kind of recreation of Starfleet command mm-hmm. and then I skipped a *Once*. A, weird once a, one once a, Yeah I, um, Boothby. I uh Booth B That's interesting. And, yeah, uh, I skipped once upon a time cuz it's a you know shuttlecraft crashing on a planet episode like right. yawn. and then I watched Timeless. So I don't know um although the next one is Infinite Pro- Regress so it's about board technology an episode, yeah. seven episodes. So I'm going to probably watch that one next, but, uh, but I think I'm going to take a break uh, from Voyager, obviously, uh, and kind of go back and watch the discovery finale. Yeah. Uh, I from season two. It so
1: long. I don't remember. I remember there was a, there's a lot going on. There's a <laughs> lot happening that I remember. But there's definitely some details that I did not recall.
0: Yeah. But that's pretty much all I've been Star Trekking this week. What did you Star Trek outside of Lower Decks this week?
1: So, outside of Lower Decks, I've still been going through my Enterprise rewatch. I am watching every episode chronologically. And I am into season four. So, I got through the entire Zindi arc. Okay. So, they saved Earth. And now I'm watching Cold Front, which is parts one and two, which open season four, which finally brings the Temporal Cold War to a close. And I still cannot really tell you what the Temporal Cold War was about because I don't think they even knew. Um, So yeah, now they're like in like World War II time period. So the 1940s, obviously things are not as they should be Um, due to the Temporal War factions. Doing whatever, whatever. Uh things are off like the Nazis have invaded America. There's a little bit of a man in the high castle feel to it. Yeah, I'm not done. I'm I'm still watching I'm watching Cold Front Part One. So yeah, I mean maybe I'll finish episode four uh, rather season four in the next month. You know, okay. like it's I it's kind of like my like just like, oh I'm not gonna watch, let me just watch it, you know? Um yeah. I thought the Zindi arc was good. It didn't, it, it it never reaches the heights of, you know, the Dominion War. Like if you want kind of like a long serialized arc that is some sort of like war or something like that, like it, it never reaches those heights. Um, there are definitely a few sound episodes, but yeah, overall I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. I am excited for season four of Enterprise because that's when Manicoto takes over and he does these like many like mini arcs. I don't know if you recall, like you get mm-hmm. into the background of the Vulcans, like you get into like, there's the mirror universe episode. Like, there's some, like some cool ones that I'm kind of excited for. Um Because this is the season where they really tried hard to make the connection between enterprise era, like developments and, and then TOS. TOS, right. Because a lot of people were complaining, like, you Know where's the connection like things are just so different between like what you guys are doing story wise and where we right. end up with TO, you know, right with how things are in TOS.
0: Um, um and, and speaking of TOS, since you referred to that a couple of times, I love that Ransom called oh, yeah. that out. I was like, what? And then finally, the original science officer or something, uh, the re- original was. scientists or the old scientists. Oh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, like yeah. I was
1: like. <laughs> so funny
0: yeah so um, was funny but because uh, so, he says the tos era and she's like what's the tos era yeah the original sign or the old scientists yeah yeah i don't remember exactly what he designed but that was funny. yeah um so yeah that's really all and start how is oh, are nine, you nine. reading are you continuing millennium Have yes
1: you- but at a very slow pace because okay. i there's just been so much going on outside yeah. of that um including off-topic stuff which we'll get to okay so yeah
0: um yeah, but that's, that's, all, that's all there is right now. Okay. That's a good transition for us into spilling the track.
1: It was an honor serving beside her. As a mother, it was a privilege to call Mariner
0: my daughter. Wait, what? So, episode nine, Crisis Point. Mariner repurposes Boimler's holodeck program to cast herself as the villain in a lower deck style movie. Johnson, what did you think of Crisis Point? So I liked Crisis
1: point. I I don't know if I loved it, but I really liked it. It was different. It was, you know, and I said this about, I think, episode seven and eight as well. I think that, you know, maybe they got into this groove where they're like, all right, let's like change up the formula. Let's try to do different things. And this was, again, a great example where they just did something that was very different, um, not your typical uh, episode of Lower Decks, which I really liked. Um, there were just, you know, this is obviously like a, you know, a love letter slash, you know, make fun of um, letter uh, to all the movies. Honestly, part of the the joy of the episode is just catching all the Easter eggs that they mm-hmm. were kind of throwing in yeah. um, into the episode, what wh- whether it was like the the flyby shots of the Cerritos and they're yeah. just circling it, you know, for yeah. no uh, yep. it's like, all right, you know, the uh, um,
0: opening, the enterprise homage from the motion picture was, was big on that. That was, that was great. As well as the yeah. uh, kind of the view that uh, Kirk and, bones had in the kelvin timeline of the enterprise like looking up and at the enterprise yeah yeah. Um, so kind of a dual purpose there for um for that kind of shot
1: yeah signatures at the end that was undiscovered country Mm -hmm. that was great obviously as you mentioned the jj lens flares a lot Uh, of lens flares. a lot of lens flares um the music the music was like more orchestral like you know it was like bigger sounding than usual you know like just small touches like that um that were just you know all these little tiny throwbacks all these little tiny easter eggs to the movies um but at the same time i do think that they did a really good job um kind of delving more into mariner and you know her psyche and personality and why she is what she is and um and her
0: it, got, it got dark you know, there yeah part. no it, it, it got it, dark
1: i mean like the, yeah there were definitely a few moments when you know when she was like just killing everyone where i was like this is like a little weird like you know and for her it's obviously some form of therapy but to us as viewers i was like oh this is like you know actually even though everything's animated i you know i didn't like you know when she like vaporized ransom or like blew up shacks like it you know it i was like oh this is like you know kind of weird but uh, and you know, tendy was actually you know, tendy was the one that I was was like, yeah, this is this is weird. i mean, I'm out of here. Uh, this isn't you. You know, like this is you know, this is bothering me. Um, so there was some recognition that she's probably going overboard with the, you know, the simulation. But I do think that we got a really good uh, view of you know how she thinks and why you know why she is why you know why she is what she is. So. Um, so yeah, I, I thought that was great. And then yeah, the honestly for me the biggest the the biggest gasp moment was at the end when Boymler goes back in and then he finds out that uh, Mariner is Captain Freeman's daughter. And I was like, <gasps> gasp! You know, but I I was very surprised. And it also because the whole season, you know, I know that we've talked about this here and there, but I was like, do people know? Like you know like how how can you keep this a secret but apparently yeah like no one knew so um but yeah overall i thought it was great you know it, it was i think for me it was really about the easter eggs it was about mariner storyline um the review at the end with boymore um but yeah no overall like it it was really good what did what about you what did
0: you think i mean i enjoyed it, it did get a little too dark for me At points uh, with the the killing and just this really strong feeling that she hates her mother. I think that that was interesting and and the whole idea that she's in therapy for this. What was the doctor's name? Do you remember? No, I don't remember the doctor's name at all. Paul F. Tompkins. Oh, okay. Is it? That's interesting. (laughs) So that is the co-host of the pod directive, the official Star Trek podcast. Yes, you're correct. Uh, Which I have not listened to yet, so oh i'm I'm continuing to enjoy it actually this week's was Mike McMahon, so oh okay, I really think that she it went overboard a little bit. um, I definitely was cringing at certain moments in this episode. and when you earlier you mentioned the lens flares, you probably heard in my voice, dear listeners, that I'm not a huge fan of all of the lens flares, so yeah, I mean it you know i I did appreciate and really enjoy the flybys of the cerritos and also um which you probably haven't done yet. I would watch the ready room after for the finale. So there was a ready Room episode. So that was good to to see that. Um, So, yeah, you know, it was uh, it was it was fine. It was a good it was a decent episode. I I think, you know, there was definitely a lot of homage to the movies, which I both enjoyed and laughed at and Mm -hmm. um, thought it was good. But I think the overall story about Mariner's dark, dark side was a little disconcerting to me, um, but you know, it did it is, go to
1: just a dark place that yeah. I don't think I was ready for. Um, I just, I don't, yeah. Even though everyone's animated, I wasn't ready for, to see all of them die in horrible ways. You know, like it, yeah,
0: no, yeah. she clearly has some anger issues with her mom, and right. um, which you know, it's nice to see the the change in the finale, which we'll get to. I too was surprised one that boimler went back to the holodeck and restarted the program and then went mm-hmm. to see the captain give the eulogy <laughs> right and right. then also i you know what what is kind of frustrating to me is it was clear that she did not want she made it like the captain made it so clear that if anyone had found out about this she would have like she was going to be really upset and severe with this and um so I, I am shocked that uh, by, you know, by some of her reaction in the finale, but, um, but I'm also shocked that Boimler kind of took it, took it to, uh, to that level. And also, you know, as a minor point for that, well, that's in the finale, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, Well, Boimler in the finale, he
1: is just talking to Mariner about it. He doesn't realize his comm badge is on or something.
0: Right. And that's what I was just going to say, but which we can talk about, which I guess since you brought up. Yeah. Unless he taps the com badge. I know. How how do they hear? Yes. Oh, my God. I was
1: like, no, he didn't. He didn't touch it. Yes, exactly.
0: Yes. Yes. So anyway, so there's that. Um, so I was kind of surprised uh that one he even said anything given the captain's reaction in the holodeck. Like you, you kind of see in the preview for the finale, after you've watched episode nine, you see the preview of the finale, and it's clear that Boimler's kind of like saying to um to Mariner, Oh, I know your secret. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Why would you do like after you seeing the captain th- basically threaten the life of anyone who knew this beforehand? uh you know why would you say anything but um so that's you know boimler is too much of a kiss ass or didn't pay attention to that bit of it and you know should be frightened of ever letting it be known that he knows that it was a good episode Uh, you know i still struggle with the darkness of it because it's just it's a little much and I don't think that it's resolved. although she does eventually save her mom and she does achieve catharsis through this process, which is right. great for her as a character uh, and her development. But I think it was, it was just a little bit much for me. So, yeah, so that's uh, episode nine, Crisis Point. And then we've already started talking about it, but let's get into the finale. No small part. Red alert! A Packland party and I wasn't invited? Yeah, so, Mike, you start this time. What did you think about the season finale? There were a lot of wow moments in this for me. Like, wow, whoa. Like, mm-hmm. oh. Like, a lot of reactions uh like that, exclamations. Like, the first whoa was, did they just blow up a starship?
1: I know. That was a big deal because it was the same crew that they had saved like a few episodes ago, right? Yeah,
0: right. So Um, um, on on a brand new starship.
1: Yeah, brand new starship. And then they just kind of they just blew it up. And all with all hands lost. I was like, whoa, did that just happen? um so i thought that was very interesting yeah
0: yeah that was that was dramatic so that was the first whoa moment the land true throwback like i like i like that it actually started out mm-hmm. with freeman and ransom and doing a little bit of throwback to the tos or the old scientists mm-hmm. which i kind of or whatever it was yeah um the old science so i thought that was kind of interesting uh i did like to see the dynamic of them on the planet again interesting that the captain was down there. Um You know, she's done a lot of away missions. So this is, Ransom is definitely no Riker in the sense that he doesn't keep the captain on the ship and do all the away missions if she wants to do them. So it's definitely a different dynamic there. We obviously talked about it, like the com badge going off and then ben- being able to hear and then it gets yeah. all, all over the ship. So that that is um, that bugged me for sure. I've watched this episode twice already um, and I've enjoyed it. I still enjoy it, even though with all these wild moments and the pack leads coming back and the mention of Titan. I didn't didn't know anything about this episode. I didn't, you know didn't preview didn't uh i don't do spoilers or anything like that so the just the fact that they mentioned oh the titans in the area they can come mm-hmm. they can go check it out and they're like no we're gonna do it and so they go the cerritos goes and and explore uh found finds out sylvain uh is been destroyed by this uh this packled pack lead vessel which uh you know and the cerritos gets the crap kicked out of it oh but- my gosh
1: yeah they were getting cut up. They were, it felt very Borg like actually. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the way that the packlets have essentially been assimilating technology and even the way that they were cutting up Cerritos with like a laser beam or whatever.
0: Yeah. It felt very like festival world kind of. But I, you know, so we talked about the the Solvang being mm-hmm. blown up. Uh, it's interesting because the captain here Freeman decides not to go to warp once they have the the warp nacelle. So she right. makes the opposite decision that the other captain made, uh, thus saving her ship, which I thought was an interesting uh opposition. And uh, I just thought
1: that the captain of something I don't recall her name off the top of my head, but she's just kind of and also in the episode where you know her her ship basically turns into one of the jellyfish aliens, she's kind of just in that episode, she was having a meltdown. If you recall, like she was like literally yeah. like freaking out mm-hmm. um, and she had no idea what to do. And, you know, you had to have Mariner her and her friend save the day. And then this episode, she's also kind of just like very silly, like, you know, no. <laughs> I mean, if it was my bridge, I'm you know, I, I, I would be like, no, no shoes on the bridge, <laughs> you know, like that. But that's me. Um, but She was like tears off, you know, like things like that. She, She just seemed kind of like silly um but at the same time it's not a strong captain she's not a strong captain uh but it did surprise me that yes that they basically killed everyone that you saved only like a handful of episodes ago
0: yeah i mean and obviously the the first officer, you know even in that scene the first officer like the captain is thrown off balance and doesn't know what's happening and it's the first officer who says red alert not a strong captain not a not a huge loss of a captain but the crew obviously mm-hmm. it's sad to 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 see that so it's kind of i was shocked by that um but yeah you know the packlets tearing apart the cerritos uh the virus so we haven't even gotten to the tendy and the exocomp that yeah, this, this uh is a new, in. I, I have to go back and watch the origins of the exocomp uh on the ready room they did tell you what episode that's from the quality of life yes and
1: was it season three? Was it season three episode? Maybe season four. Maybe.
0: So I want I do want to go back and kind of see that. Um, yeah. but I also think that if she were a recruit for Starfleet or Starfleet, the captain could have ordered her to do the mission. So yeah. <laughs> instead, she was like, bye, Felicia, and yeah. then she just left. Um, yeah, she transported off on her own, and then you know, the return of Badgie, which I wasn't that excited about. Uh, to be honest, Badgie is not a favorite. Yeah. Not really happy about that. Um, and then Shaq's dying. Yeah, that was, that, that was yeah, shocking. That was, that
1: was very surprising, but I wasn't really hit emotionally by it at all. I mean, like the thing is, like, we haven't gotten to really know Shaq's, you know, he's his kind of just been a background character. So I was actually quite surprised that they killed him, but there wasn't any sort of emotional resonance, mm. you know, when it came to that.
0: I mean, that was a, like an oh moment, like a wow moment uh, for me. Um, you know, obviously, it brought back for me Tasha Yar vibes. Yeah, yeah. someone much Armas. I
1: was like, oh, interesting.
0: Yep. So, I mean, it's definitely interesting that, uh, and they'll have a new security chief next year, uh, next season. So, um, Mike McMahon did say that. Uh, Oh, obviously okay. so you, you do need to watch the ready room you got okay. some good, right, right. good, good tidbits in there mm-hmm. uh nice conversation about it you know rutherford gets the crap kicked out of him and the, his thing is ripped out and he's oh, lost yeah, his memory like, so that's kind of sad and then uh you know obviously we the big the big exciting part of all this was the titan comes to the rescue i know i know uh, and, uh jonathan Franks and Marina Habitating yeah, model. which yeah. Is, and a Saurian uh, as his first officer it looks like. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, Ly- uh, Linus species, you know, Linus from Discovery, the same species sitting to his right and, oh, and in the first laughing. officer chair. Uh, so that was interesting yeah it was great to see the titan uh obviously now that's kind of canon that ship and the crew mm-hmm. are canon now and uh boimler gets promoted to lieutenant junior grade and gets to go to the titan so i know
1: that was i think the most one of the most interesting things to me because it totally shakes up the dynamic for season two and i'm yeah. just wondering how they're going to deal with this or Jonathan Frakes and Marina Sernis going to recurring guest star because now he's on the Titan. Um, right. You know, I don't know. I mean, they can find some roundabout way to get him back on the
0: Starritos, but I don't know. So they said they're not going to do that. Oh, okay. Um, I, need to. So <laughs> I they, need to. Yeah, they to did. Share that they're not, yeah, they're not going to do that. Uh, and... Um, so, yeah, Boimler is definitely promoted and he's on the Titan now. And um, so, yeah, there's, you know, and Rutherford has no memory. So, there's all these, all these kind of question marks. They need a new security chief. The Cerritos mm-hmm. is being rebuilt. We're going to, you know, mm-hmm. season two is kind of going to start fresh. And uh, Mariner and Captain Freeman are, are going to work together. Yeah. Yeah. So, which I think will also create an interesting dynamic, uh, a different dynamic. So, um so i wonder if if ransom's gonna get it a little jealous because you know typically the way that uh mariner acts would be more like a first officer uh you know getting stuff done although you know she's an ensign so she's you know can break any rule how are they going to demote her further they're not so um you know i thought that that was really cool that they're gonna work together uh And we're still left with the question of why, well, and I guess we still have that in Discovery Season 2, why different ships wear different uniforms.
1: Oh, yeah. No, we talked about this.
0: I was so, it bothered me so much. Did Michael Mann say anything about that? No, I don't believe that there was any mention of the uniforms. Okay, yeah, that bothered me a lot. Like, I was, I did
1: not understand Mm. why the crew of the Titan was wearing the DS9 era yeah. uniforms and then you had this crew um wearing completely different uniforms and we haven't seen any like first contact ds9 era uniforms up to this point in lower decks or than the flashback
0: other uh, than the flashback era. yeah that so, mariner has
1: to when she was
0: on uh, that other on the, the olympic on the olympic class starship which is yeah um,
1: so i thought that was so odd i just didn't't yeah. didn't understand um that bothered me a lot and then yeah once um Boimer is assigned to the Titan. He changes into the into that yeah, uniform. Uniform. So not... He does
0: keep the red, which is interesting. So he's still in unlike when Mariner got promoted, she went to the yellow uniform, which is kind of a throwback to when Jordi right. got promoted. But yeah. Uh, but he is still command division. So I thought that was that I th- that I did not understand. I did not get that. Um but, but I, I I think I, I think that was built up in the episode because you know. Uh, Mariner suddenly started acting differently Mm -hmm. when she realized that there was a promotion available to the Sacramento and, you know, ransom said very clearly Boimler, you're so clean and so you know, you're so promotable, but Mm -hmm. how do I turn How do I not promote the captain's daughter? You know, (laughs) right. So I, you know, he's definitely been in line, you know, he's definitely done enough to be promote promotable and hence why he's recommended to Will for the Titan. So which was oh yeah uh, I didn't have any was... issues with the promotion. I my issue is still with the uniforms. Yeah, yeah. Well I mean and it's also nice that Boimler got his dream assignment, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um because yeah I was very
1: I, I really did love the cameo with the Titan because they've been dropping they've
0: been dropping the Titan throughout the season. Right, yeah. They have so I was kind of they it's name dropped it earlier in this episode. So when they went to to save the Solvang.
1: And then what was the episode? Um, was it Terminal Provocations? When Fletcher, so Fletcher in that episode, which is the Barclay um
0: look, type character.
1: The, yeah. Like whatever. Yeah. He gets assigned to the Titan. I was totally hoping that, you know, we would get to see more of the Titan in that episode once they right. mentioned the reassignment. But not until this episode, do
0: we nope. see it? So. Yeah, no. So I um, mean, that's you know, obviously that's a huge props to Jonathan Frakes and Marina Sirtis. Uh, Jonathan, who has been in more Star Trek series than any any other actor, uh, both, which is both cool. on and off screen. Yeah, exactly. Did so many episodes. Yep. Yeah. So I thought it was a great season finale. I'm sad that the season is over, but it was a great. Um, Great way to go out and, uh, you know. Yeah, it's very action-packed.
1: You know, I this is an episode that I thought was very good. I didn't love it, but I thought that um, a lot happened, you know, like to set up season two. Uh,
0: So overall, I really did enjoy it. There we go. I thought Lower Decks was a great addition to the Star Trek universe. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, I I enjoyed it. I'm going to miss it. But we've got Discovery coming right on its tail, thankfully. So no shortage of Star Trek to watch. For sure.
1: And yeah, overall, I thought season one of Lower Decks was a very, very strong season. Yeah, I thought, you know, like there were some ups and downs for sure. um, And some episodes were definitely more outstanding than others, but I thought that, given that it's the first season of a show, I thought that they just did a really great job kind of establishing a tone. They knew exactly what they wanted to do. Um, We got introduced um, all the way back in Second Contact. We just got introduced to the characters and we kind of got a good sense of who they were and their dynamics right off the bat. Um, And they grow, they grow over time. Like these characters are not static even though you know it's just an animated show they actually do a really good job kind of growing them involving them some more than others like you know like for sure but um i i thought that overall like you know it was funny like good throwbacks, good easter eggs good character development you know i i, I thought overall they did a really great job Poindler? you back? little weasel. Yeah, next time I see you, I'm gonna kick your f-ing ass. I cannot believe that you took a promotion to the mother Titan. Call me. Hey, Brad, we got to scoop, so get your boots and strap
0: them up, because uh, the captain wants us to escort Commander Troy to Togana Fort.
1: Oh, I hear the Klingon district's
0: intense. There's a bar in Town you guys would love. Whoa, you've been there? Yeah, I can show you around if you want. Dude, your pad is blowing up. Who is messaging you? She's just an old friend. She kind of got mad when I took the promotion here. Ah, she'll get over it
1: spoiler you can't keep ducking me forever it is a really small galaxy out there sooner or later i'm gonna run into you and i'm gonna feed you to an armist you hear me hey psycho keep it down we're trying to sleep oh shut up jen
0: let's move on to some off topic yeah and our, our so, off topic list this week is pretty extensive but i'm gonna let you go first on this uh and i i don't know i'm gonna direct you in a way that gives you a little bit more to talk about which is you you video games so yeah you're off topic and you made a post today on social media uh about the finale of one of those games which yes the, yes um i'm gonna let you take it from here because i i have you no, know nothing you know, I nothing. know nothing about games so here we go All well you. this was
1: this is a game that i've talked about a few times during this podcast because i mentioned it way back and you were you were on this episode when i mentioned it and I mean, you never heard of it, but um, The Last of Us Part Two, which is a follow up to the, a game that came out in 2013. Um, and it is, it's essentially, for those listeners that don't know what this game is, it's essentially like zombie apocalypse, um, kind of, it's basically zombies. Um, and it's very much in the vein of The Walking Dead, where you have the danger of the zombies, but it's more about the people, the survivors, and how an event like this impacts the people that are left behind, right? Um, and for The Walking Dead, it's about, you know, pe- you know, this is a point you can make about The Walking Dead. Does The Walking Dead refer to the living or the dead? You know, does it refer to the people that have been, uh, that are dealing with this PTSD, dealing with this new world? Um, are they really living or is it talking about the zombies that are, you know, all around everyone? Um, and The Last of Us is very similar where it is about the survivors, right? It's about the people that are left behind. Um, and this game, it was like a long game. It was like twenty it was like 20, 30 hours, I would say. I think it was more close to the 30 hour mark. And um I like this game. It is so the Publisher is Naughty Dog, which is one of the most renowned American development companies, video development companies, um, in existence. They they've done some great work, and The Last of Us Part Two was amazing. Like just the technical achievement, um, and you were saying even the the screenshot that I posted on Instagram, it looked so real. Like they have a, a they have an amazing art department. Um, there's this one scene where um, you're on a horse and you're riding through this town that is on fire. And it's incredible. There are people screaming, like buildings are collapsing and you're running through this town and you can control the horse, you can stop, but you don't wanna stop because buildings are literally on fire all around you. And it's just crazy. Um, It was like, it was just a thrilling game, Um, fun to play. Definitely a scary moments. Um, and then I mean at the end of the day, this it's a story about humanity, it's about a story about the human spirit, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but also this idea as to what living is about. Um, because the main character uh basically is on a quest for revenge. And it's about, you know, is that enough? Is that enough of motivation to live for. Um so yeah, like I'm not gonna get too into the weeds you know, because this is not a video game podcast. Um but I think overall it was is is frustrating. It was thrilling. I you know like I, I thought that it was really it was an amazing game. I was frustrated by the main character and some of the decisions that she made. Um, the thing about video games that's really interesting is that especially these games that are more scripted and there's a very specific storyline, is that it forces you as a player to play through a game and whether or not there are certain games that give you more freedom of choice, but there are certain games where they force you to play through these characters' decisions. An example of this would be like, you know to get through this part of the game, you need to kill this person and you do not have the option to not kill this person. So it's like, and games have evolved to the point where, you know, you kind of can feel, you can kind of feel the decision, decision being made. And even if you don't agree with it, you can't, you know, unless you decide to stop playing the game, you know, you kind of have to go through it with it. And you can feel the emotional impact that that decision makes. So th- games like this, I think are, it's interesting that games have evolved to this point where, you know, you can, f- it's so realistic, and so tactile, where, you know, you question the morality of actually playing through the story, because you have no, you have no choice but to carry out these decisions that aren't made by you. So that's one of the things that's very interesting about this game, because I, I kill a lot of people in this game, because I had to. Um, and sometimes there was like no remorse, and I was like, whatever. But sometimes it was like, yeah, this is weird. Like, um, this is a bit of a spoiler, so skip the next 30 seconds. But at one point the main character kills someone by accident, but this woman is pregnant, you know? So it's like it's and it's an accident, kind of. Well, she kills her, she like willingly kills her, but then she discovers that she was pregnant. And it's like yikes, you know, like, and you were complicit in a way as the player um so the, it raises all these like moral questions like you know it's very very interesting so anyway so that's a that that was my life for the last two weeks i was just playing this game non-stop i was just fixated um and yeah like this past friday and last friday i stayed up until 5 a.m playing this game uh and i would basically be going to bed you know when the sun is starting to come up so um, my hours are all weird, but yeah, so that was like, that was, uh, that was one of the things that I was doing, um, the last two, three weeks. Um, it was great.
0: Yeah. There you go. Wow. So,
1: um, so yeah, I think video games are just an interesting medium because it's interactive, right? Because we talk about Star Trek and we, we're, we're viewers. We, we watch things happen. The thing about video games is that you need to be part of the game. It's a cinematic, you know, games are becoming more and more cinematic, um but you need to be involved in the, the decisions that are being made in the game and there are some games that um i think there's a, there's actually a walking dead series where it's all about branching narrative so it's all about like it's kind of like a choose your own adventure kind of style where you make decisions to spare someone's life or to kill them and that impacts the story for the rest of the game um whereas something like this is like you know there's a very specific set storyline um but yeah it's just a very it's more you know it's it's very much storytelling but it's in a way where you are the, you know you are involved in the story you know and it's very interesting so anyway so that's been a lot um i
0: have still been watching the boys you have not watched any of the season i have not watched it i know that the season finale dropped this week and now we'll talk episodes... about it because i haven't seen it I, I how could i why would i talk about it in- when in- i haven't in- even in- watched in- in case you came across any spoilers no i, I didn't um i did not so yeah so th- i've not watched that uh i did give per your your, your recommendation suggestion yeah. your recommendation i did give lovecraft county a little country, bit of a watch not county country oh country sorry lovecraft country yeah. and uh you know i watched the first two episodes the third episode was this ghost horror story that i could not sit through so stopped there i think we went back and watched the fourth episode but then kind of lost interest after that yeah, the fourth so, episode is not the best um, um it, it's uh yeah
1: it's national Treasure. it's like national treasure <laughs> like they're like yeah yeah
0: yeah, uh, yeah. which forward. which i enjoy as a movie i i'm not i'm a fan of national treasure but um yeah it's just this is such a genre bending blending show that I just don't know what I'm watching or you know I still don't really know the whole point of this really there's no like central theme or um idea I mean the central theme is racism okay I mean okay yeah, that's, um, that's really it yeah okay
1: it's uh it's the the whole narrative um is about racism, like in the horrors that come from racism. Um, So that's, that's really, that's really it. And obviously, there's this magical realism of the world they live in, right, right. Um, But all of it is an allegory to racial injustice, and how, you know, these main characters as a people, um, like, find ownership of their identity in segregated America. That's, that's that's the, the that's okay the all right yeah, there are later episodes that are you know because sometimes you know a lot of this is allegorical but there are literally episodes that are like you know what if what if like a, a black person can have white skin you know um there's a, literally an episode about that and it's just so interesting it's like it's a it's, a, it's really an examination of you know that time that time and also now and what it means to be black, you know? Um, so I know you're kind of over it. I know you kind of over it, but I, I, and not every episode is, I would say a home run, but it's, it's really fascinating.
0: Okay. Well, I, I'm on the fence about whether I'll, I'll watch any more of that. Um, sure,
1: yeah.
0: you no, know, we are, we are enjoying British Bake Off. Season eight has uh, mm-hmm. is dropping weekly on Netflix, which is awesome uh and then let's see what else so I, i've watched half of boys in the band which is a, a right is like, it worth it uh it's you know you and i talked a little bit offline about this um i it's it's, it's a movie right it's not like a it's a mystery. movie it's a it's a movie on netflix it's i believe based on a play uh, mm-hmm. or on a broadway yeah. play um, so it's it's interesting it's about five friends in 1968 1968 five gay friends. Mm-hmm. and um, so it's interesting I, I i'm enjoying it for the once i piece together that this was a play just the way that they were staging it and it, it you know essentially happens in in this one guy's apartment um in i would say west village new york mm-hmm. um So, you know, uh, Dennis didn't like it quite as much because of the way that the friends are treating each other. They're kind of cat, really overly catty and um, vicious to one another. So um, that's why he's not interested in it. But we only watched half of it. So I'm going to watch the other half eventually. Um, I did. I did finish episode five of Raised by Wolves. So I guess I'm halfway through that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Did we talk about this last time? Maybe. Maybe. I I don't know. We. I mean, I finished it. It was fine. Yeah, um, I we'll did. Talk about it after you finish. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Galaxy Quest was on on TBS on the app, so I, <laughs> oh, I got I actually got a notification on it because I had put it to my watch list through Apple TV, and so I um, I got notified when it was available to watch. So I watched that one day while I was working, just in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just enjoyable you know everything from the the yeah the characters the actors i mean i like tim allen i like Sigourney weaver the the supporting cast is great too obviously um you know one of the characters is i've never seen it no longer with us so um it's good it's it's just good. fun it's funny it's a you yeah know, uh, so was, I saw that uh, and then, yeah, that's pretty much all the TV I've watched aside from Voyager. And then I did listen to the second book, a Symphony of Echoes in the St. Mary's Chronicles, which is about these uh, time traveling historians. And then I also re-listened to Doing Time, which is a spin-off of that series about the time police. So I re-listened to it because the second book in the series comes out on Tuesday. So mm-hmm uh i'm gonna get that and listen to that but yeah that's pretty much all i've uh all i've done and you know a little bit here or there i mean it's really only like an hour or two tv or if i'm out walking a book or right right um so it's it's not a lot um which is why i'm gonna slowly try to make my way through raised by wolves and finish boys in the band it's so slow (laughs) Yeah, so we'll you know, we'll see. But I, I think I've invested enough and I do want to kind of see where it goes. Um, although I mean, the I, finale is weird, it's out there. Uh okay. I'm sure it is. It's, I,
1: it's worth it. I think. Uh,
0: well, you're not you're not really selling it, but I'm invested <laughs> now. I will eventually get no, to the end of that. Yeah. Um, I don't know about Lovecraft County, although the Country. I think the episode Lovecraft Country, yes, I can't say that. Uh, I do think that the episode you mentioned is probably number the next one about uh, a black woman and a white woman's skin. That's what kind of is intimated in episode four, so I might give that a watch. Um, but other than that, uh, yeah, we've got you know I'm gonna watch. Obviously, we have got Discovery coming up this week. This yeah, we eight. do. So that's exciting. So I'm gonna probably. Pause my Voyager rewatch, go back and definitely rewatch the finale, maybe even a couple of other episodes of Discovery before Thursday's uh premiere. And uh, if you're listening to this, we do have a preview episode that's available in our feed if you want to go back and listen mm-hmm. to that. Um, and also we've by this time, by the time you're hearing this, we've also we have an episode one recap and uh, launching at the same time as this episode is an episode two recap. So we've got time a lot off. going on. Um, but we are net, you know, as of the end of Lower Decks and now we're moving into Discovery. You know, you'll see how uh, we kind of transition to real time. We're excited about that. But that's all of my off topic. Uh, do you have anything else for off the topic? The other thing that um,
1: I'm watching right now is on Netflix, The Haunting of Fly Manor. Oh, that just came out. Yeah, that just came out. So I'm on episode three right now. Um, I really liked the Haunting of Hill House, um, which came out two years ago. Um, is this maybe, a spinoff
0: or a continuation?
1: It's, an, or? it's a. It's kind of like an anthology series, so it's kind of like American oh, Horror Story, No, it. not in horror. So I'll just say things that you don't really understand. But yeah, it's an anthology series, so every season is different. Um, you get some of the same cast. They're, but they're playing different characters. It's a really good show. I do think that I liked Hell House a little bit more, but I'm only two episodes into Blind Manor, so I can't really say. It's a little bit slow here and there. Um, I do think that the one thing that um, is really good about this series is that they do just a really good job building out these characters. And I, I think that horror is a really interesting genre. I know you do not like horror, but I do not. I think where horror is most effective is when, it's similar to in Lovecraft Country, is when it is an allegory of something else. Um, whether it is fail the failure of a family, um, which is very much Hill House, um, for *Blind Manor*, apparently, it's it's a love story, um, and the creator—I don't remember his name off the top of my head—but he was saying how um, ghost stories are, you know, the ghosts that really stick with you are the people that you've loved in your life, and those that are not with you anymore, and you know, some those people haunt you, like you know, in good ways and bad, um, and that's like the, that's one of the main driving forces of the narrative behind season two. So I, I love it when, you know, because there's really cheap horror, which I'm not a fan of, like really cheap, just jump scare horror. But I do think, but I read horror novels too. And I'm really into horror actually, <laughs> which I haven't really about Literally in this Clearly you are, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, it's like psychological horror or when horror is like really, In which case horror is, in in those cases, it's a reflection of the human psyche and human brokenness. Or in cases where, you know, it's about the faults of society or things like that. I I, I think that horror is, can be, it's similar fantasy, actually. Like, really good fantasy or really good sci-fi is usually, like, you know, something that's wrapped up, like, repackaged and delivered in a different way. I think that's when Star Trek is really effective, too, when it tells really compelling stories that is a way of delivering a message in a fashion that is atypical, you know, and it forces you as, as a viewer to kind of think about it, to be like, what is the messaging here? Like, you want know, to take away? And I think that's when Star Trek has be, has been very effective. I love it when I'm scared, but it's not like a jump scare. It's There's a psychological component to the horror. So yes, so I'm making my way through Blind Manor. I might finish this week, but I also need to finish up Boys. There's a lot of TV, actually. Uh, at least I'm done with video games for the time being. So <laughs> no more uh, playing until 5 a.m. For now. For now.
0: Well, uh, how about we spend a few minutes dishing with Deanna? Sounds good. Come in. Hi. You got a
1: minute?
0: Sure. Mike, what has been going on with you? We've been super busy. I mean, work has been... Yeah, you've is, been really swamped. Yeah, I've been swamped with work, and uh, Dennis has been working a lot this week, too. So um, we did have date night last night. We went to Crispin's uh, for oh, dinner. Oh, was great. Right. How was so it? It was... It was fine i mean the food wasn't you know uh as dennis kind of said you know i can cook this at home kind of food so um which is fine it was it was good we you know we had good good time we put down our phones we don't really we it's kind of like just us time Mm -hmm. so it's really good and you know we we lately we've been going on date night like every other week so i think it's it's an important thing that we'll just need to keep i agree it's really important um because we've got so much going on um and we do take out whenever we're too tired to kind of cook um so it's nice to get we got dressed up not dressed, dressed dressed up but we dressed up nicer than you know normal not shorts and t-shirt type thing it was like a sweater guys
1: ate outdoors or we ate
0: outdoors yeah 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 uh we definitely ate outdoors you know, yeah, it's yeah. It was it was just a good time. So yeah, this the city was certainly alive at night um, yeah. on a Saturday night. So yeah, um, yeah. enjoy it while it's not cold yet, like yeah, really um, cold, like bitterly cold. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. But yeah, so uh, we we yeah we had a good night and um, yeah. But other than that, you know, we're we're both uh, you know looking forward to uh, a brief getaway next weekend but yes um, yeah so uh, that'll be good Um, but yeah that's uh, pretty much all that's uh, going on in this neck of the woods Uh, not a lot of exciting news like I said we've been working a lot Um, so what about you what's going on in your world
1: yeah work work wise it's busy which I think um, you know I need to be thankful for especially given You know how things are going. You know, like I feel really bad for like Broadway actors because now Broadway is shut until May of 2021, which is insane. It was like crazy. I feel bad for not only the actors, sorry, but also the crew, the the background people, like everybody, everyone, the technicians, like everyone that's involved in those productions. It just really sucks. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess it's it's annoying when we are busy, but at the same time, I think. We should be thankful when we're busy, you know, right. that we yeah, have absolutely. all this stuff to do.
0: Well, and you know, uh, not only uh Broadway but Regal Cinemas is closed yeah. now as well. Right. So um I think yeah. when they said like did 500 they say theaters Yeah, five hundred theaters yeah. are closing. And I think the final nail was that Bond, the mm-hmm. Bond movie was pushed off till twenty twenty one as well.
1: Yeah, Bond was twenty twenty one soul that Pixar movie is yeah. now gonna be on Disney Plus yeah not really in theaters
0: there's just a lot that's
1: yeah um, i mean large
0: and you know those yeah i mean given what we've seen on the news and things that have gone on in our nation's capital i mean any any closed group like in that kind of situation is just and they were outdoors uh so multiply that by worse indoors and um Yeah, it just you know those kind of venues just do not, uh, cannot really happen right now, and it's sad for those people who whose livelihood that depends on. Um, So yeah, it's really uh, that's a tough, tough situation to be in. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely grateful for for the work I have. It's just you know, and tomorrow we like we talked about earlier, I am off tomorrow for the first time in a month where I don't have. Either of my jobs or anything to do um, work wise. So I am going to work on the podcast and just enjoy the day. Might get a massage. I might. Oh, look at you. Uh, I might. We're going to
1: get a massage, like a full body massage or what kind of massage. Uh,
0: definitely my back and my shoulders for sure. Where? Um, probably. Down, I mean, just that the, there's a oh, place down the street. On the street, yeah. Um, why go far if you don't have to? It's like
1: it's like $40 for an hour or something,
0: something. yeah, something like that. For yeah, so uh, I I think I may indulge in that. You and I have been, I've shared you images of that creamery place, so I may actually place. Are you gonna go? I think I'm gonna go tomorrow. I'm so jealous. I I was gonna go with you, I know you would. And I actually, so when I we talked about this earlier, and it's funny, we're recreating our conversation now for our listeners, but. Uh, you know I actually thought I didn't really realize that not everyone has tomorrow off so it is
1: not a bank holiday people it are
0: yeah I mean so uh, I, I'm grateful that I have the day off it is a paid holiday for me um so I, I I'm planning on sleeping in a little bit and um, <laughs> no, yeah. Worry. But uh yeah, my my intention is to get out all the get done all these editings for the week ahead, Mm -hmm. uh the weeks ahead, so that we're kind of caught up.
1: Oh, I didn't talk about this in off topic, but um I mean I guess I can talk about now, but I am building a custom glass aquarium. So I uh so for those listeners don't know, I'm I'm a big aquarist, so I'm into like fish tanks and fish keeping. Right now I'm kind of, I was, I'm kind of in this, uh, freshwater phase. I have two freshwater fish tanks. Um, but I have decided that I won't go back to saltwater. (laughs) (laughs) This happens every, like every couple of years I flip flop. So I've done freshwater, saltwater, freshwater, saltwater. So now I'm like, I want to
0: change one of my fish tanks to saltwater, um, Where does the custom part come in? Are you changing the tank itself? Changing the tank itself. So
1: right now I have an acrylic tank, which is a type of plastic. The thing about acrylic tanks is that they have really great clarity, um, but they scratch easily. Um, So I have like a bunch of scratches on this tank that I'm like, I'm over it. So I am changing it to, and I have this like custom size side table. And it's a very specific size. And I've looked forever for the right fish tank for it, and I can't find it. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to build my own fish tank. So I contacted a glass manufacturer and- gave Whoa, them dimensions. wow. Yeah. So they were like a company in uh, Washington state. So I gave them like drawings for the exact uh, glass I wanted. So they cut the glass, it's getting shipped to me and getting it on Tuesday. I bought silicone, so I'm going to actually glue the tank together.
0: Wow, all right, that's exciting.
1: I have have six panes of glass coming and uh, yeah, so I'm gonna, hopefully it's not a fail of a project. The glass is not cheap. The glass is like, you know, because it's custom cut, um, the glass is like $200, it's not cheap at all. I don't recommend people building a custom aquarium if you don't need to. I only did it because it's such a custom size that I want. Usually there are, I can do a whole
0: like aquarium podcast. You but, could. I have two uh, uncomfortable questions. Well, okay. one uncomfortable question and one other question. So you had okay. said six panes of glass, like mm-hmm. a cube has So six it sides, but you need the top. in the, li- in the lid. Oh, the lid. Okay. Yes. And then my uncomfortable question is what's happening to all the residents of the current aquarium? Maybe I'll try to just give them away or something. Yeah, because they're not worth that much. Like these fish are like a dollar or two each.
1: Oh, give them away! But then that means like people are always like, "Oh, can you meet me somewhere?" I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like, you know, it's so much effort. So sure, TBD, TBD. Um. So yes. So uh, yeah. So I'll be doing that. So my uh, my hobby is continue to occupy my time. All right. Um, and then the only other thing is, yeah, I'm like, the only thing that's going on with me personally is, like, my parents because um, they're just old. Um, but they're coming into the city this week. They're coming and... to the city briefly, so I'm just going to see them. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, uh, I a lot of my friends, actually including Dennis, I would say is a good example, like, just aging parents, you know, aging parents were at a point Absolutely. where sure. you start thinking about, like, how to, like, um how to take care of them i have a lot of other friends that are dealing with this too hmm. i think it's just getting to a point where parents are just getting old they need additional care you know what is the best solution so yeah um, and obviously it's case by case but yeah you know this, so yep. that's the other thing kind of like spending a lot of time thinking about got doing, it you know, like you know different possibilities etc et so, yeah got it all right see. well there we go and no dates. There's nobody. No one, no one wants me. But that's okay. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's it.
0: There we go. So if you want to reach out to us and share your thoughts on any of the topics that we've covered, please email us at deepspacepride@gmail.com, gmail.com. Or you can reach us at uh, on Instagram and Twitter at deepspacepride. You can DM us or send us a message through any of those channels. And we'll get back to you as soon as our schedules will allow thanks for joining us everybody have a great week and we'll see you here next week bye everyone